I started planning realistically. I started thinking about myself in advance and I really started showing up for myself. And every time I did, I was just like, this is amazing. Like this is why businesses grow. If you want to make more sales without the pressure to post on social media, I made this podcast specifically for you. I'm Leslie Stevens, and this is the Not an Influencer, an Impact Maker podcast, where we talk about other organic marketing strategies to bring more clients into your online business and the stories of the incredible entrepreneurs who are using these strategies in their businesses every day to create success. You do not have to be an influencer to be an impact maker and build a successful online business. Today we get to chat with Aaron. Aaron, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Awesome, Leslie, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So I am a communications coach. I'm a certified life coach and I work with people on having hard conversations, making friends, building community. And that is what I do for my business. That's awesome. So how did you get started doing this? Well, I think there's a a lot of like facets, right? Like usually everything's connected, how our whole life comes together. But I actually did study strategic communications and marketing in college. So I've always been interested in human behavior, how people communicate, how things work together. And then I got really into the self-help world and to coaching. And then I got certified as a coach. And then I think when it came down to it, like you need to pick a niche, what are you going to do? I realized that I really love talking about communications and helping people strengthen relationships with themselves and then with others. So I work with a lot of couples, but I also just help people navigate the hard conversations that they have to have with their kids, teachers and their siblings and their parents and all sorts of stuff. So it's really fun. But that's kind of how I got to where I am right now. That's such like, that's such an interesting kind of industry to step into. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like so much of our society has gone so far the other way of like not knowing how to communicate or what to say or how Mm -hmm. to do it in like a graceful way or a way that's really productive. Mm -hmm. So like, what made you be like, okay, we need to make this shift where I like, I need to be the person to coach people through having these conversations. And how did you, how do you communicate the benefit of what you do to help people realize like, Hey, I'm here to help you through these hard conversations. And this is why you should work with me. Well, the biggest selling point I think for me, when I talk to people, my ideal client is that You can have hard conversations without getting angry, without yelling, without fighting. Because I think what we see from media, especially from media, because that's what creates drama, right? Like, but we think that the fights that happen on reality TV are how we're supposed to communicate in our relationships. And I'm just not a believer in that at all. And I don't think that's healthy. I don't think it's I think it's normal now. I don't think it needs to be the normal. And so I just want help to help people realize like you can feel anger and you don't have to be screaming at your partner. You don't have to slam doors. You don't have to throw things or you don't even have to like have the silent treatment. Like there are so many ways you can have tough, hard conversations and remain completely close 
have unconditional love for you and for the other person. You can have vulnerability with so much openness and you can still disagree. And I think that's that cognitive dissonance for a lot of people. They don't see how that could happen. And so it's really fun to help people actually realize like, oh, I don't have to be a yeller because no one likes how they feel after they yell. Maybe some people do. I think those people are (laughs) more on like the extreme side, right? Like the narcissist psychopath. But I think the majority of us, if we scream at our partners or our kids, then we're just like beating ourselves up afterwards. We feel so guilty. We have so much shame. And I just, I don't want people to have to think that that's the way to do things. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that it it seems normal now, but it doesn't have to be normal. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the things that we perceive as like, oh, everybody does it. That's mm-hmm. not the way that you have to do it. Yeah. And that goes for like every aspect of your life, even though right. something seems normal, it doesn't mean that's the way that it has to be. Mm-hmm. So how did you kind of gain that confidence with your communications and your method and this this knowing that it does not have to be that way how did you gain your confidence in putting that message out there so that others could really receive it and see a different perspective I think honestly a lot of it was my intuition just like I don't want to do this Um, and just especially during 2020 That was a really hard year for everybody, but everything I interacted with online and in person was so contentious and I hated the way that I felt. And so Mm -hmm. I, I had already been on this journey before 2020 hit, but it was just an interesting year to observe everyone else too and realize like, oh, wow, this is a bigger problem. But I will say that I think for me, it initially happened when I got married and my husband is so chill he's so mellow (laughs) he has no like angry bone in his body and it would kind of frustrate me and I would want to have like more heated discussions and he would never engage and I realized Mm -hmm. like so it was a lot of just learning from him he was just so comfortable with who he is as a person and he's just like I don't I'm a person that doesn't yell like he has that embodied and I realized like I don't, we don't have to fight to have really difficult conversations. We don't have to scream or yell. And we disagree about a lot of stuff, but it's never to the point where we're hating each other. And I learned so much from his example. So it kind of started earlier before 2020, but then during 2020, I feel like that's when I saw how the world was reacting to everything. And it just made my heart hurt a little bit. Like everyone really does think that, you have to yell to get your way. You have to manipulate people to make a point. And I was just like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, I really don't want people to think that's the only way. Yeah, absolutely. And I completely agree with you. And I have so many questions just popping up in my head. So I'm going to try and focus on one. We can chat all day. (laughs) I know. If I'm not careful, I will chat all day. So... When you start was when you started to turn this into a business, into a coaching business, did you face any any challenges that you kind of weren't expecting? I think more than anything is the imposter syndrome. I've never really struggled with imposter syndrome, but then when I 
approach a public front and say, I'm a communications coach, then I'm supposed to be perfect at it. And I think mm-hmm. that was really probably the most surprising thing to me, along with all the stuff that comes with the business, just like all the technical things you have to learn and whatnot. But just for me, as like I'm positioning myself in this niche, I think that was a big thing for me. It's like I now have to be a perfect communicator to be able to help other people. And so I've had to work through a lot of that imposter syndrome and just my own drama of that because I am by no means perfect, but I also have the skills to like work through the times when I miss say something or I I feel like I'm better at apologizing than I used to be, stuff like that. And so I'm like, no, I still am very equipped to help people. But personally, that was probably one of the biggest surprises that I didn't see coming. Yeah, I think a lot, I mean, if not everybody who I've ever talked to who started some business has gone through kind of that, like, okay, who, who do I think I am to be stepping into this role and expecting perfection from Mm -hmm. ourselves going in from the beginning. But what I have really, really learned being a business owner myself is like just showing up and leading by example, like Mm -hmm. you're not gonna be perfect. You don't have to be perfect every time, but this is how you handle Mm -hmm. being in this situation. This is how you move forward after this happens. And always learning and like showing people you're continuing to develop because that's something that they're also going to have to do in their journey of communication in their journey of growing a business Mm -hmm. all of that and just showing up more with not trying to be perfect from the very beginning but showing up to just kind of lead by example yeah Exactly. And I think when it comes to communication, I love that you bring that up. I'm a really big believer at just like saying things out loud explicitly when you're thinking through things. And if you're trying to become a better communicator, which is, you know, the realm I work in, I encourage people to tell their friends and family or their partner or whoever, like, I'm trying to get better at communicating with you and just explicitly tell them what you're working on. And I think that helps you to articulate it, but it also helps them to realize like, oh, she is trying because that's the biggest thing that you're going to see anytime you try to change is people trying to be like, well, you've never said that before. Mm -hmm. You've never lost weight before. And, but if they know that's something you're trying to work towards, I think it helps people to feel involved in your life and they can be supportive, but they can also see like, Oh, yeah, you definitely messed that one up. But you did tell me you're trying, you know, so I think it helps people to rally around you, too. Yeah, yeah. I love seeing that from the other perspective of the people around you who are there to support you and getting better at what you do. And I love that you're talking about this as well, because I tell people to just like when they're working on their marketing and their messaging and all of these things, I'm like, just go out there and start talking. Mm-hmm. It will come together. It's not going to be perfect, but the more you talk about it, the more you see how people are reacting to it. Maybe it's going to be a total miss, but at least mm-hmm. you went out there and you tried and you talked about it and you voiced it and you are working on your communication. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you aren't going to perfect any type of communication with just kind of sitting and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You've got yeah, to it takes practice. get those reps in and <laughs> yeah. be like, okay, I'm showing up. I might mess up. That's okay. It's mm-hmm. the effort that I'm putting in every single day. 
Yeah. And I want to go back to something that you were talking about before. And it was talking about kind of being comfortable with people disagreeing with you. Mm -hmm. Because especially with like the social media algorithm and everything we see, we're kind of in these bubbles where we get fed things that Mm -hmm. we believe or we already believe. So Mm -hmm. it's reinforced. So we think everybody has to think the same exact way Mm -hmm. as we do. And it's not okay to disagree. Mm -hmm. And I completely disagree with that. I love it when people (laughs) disagree with me because I want to see a different perspective. I know people think differently from me and the more different perspectives I can see and become aware of the more knowledge I gain and the better perspective I get on whatever that situation or that thing is. So how do you recommend or even how did you navigate in your own business how to be okay with people not thinking the same exact way as you do and not Mm. doing things the same exact way you saw other people doing it? Oh, there's so many ways I could answer that question. (laughs) Um, There's, well, first of all, anyone who runs a business probably has some sort of a mentor or we're watching people. We're looking for people, right? We're hiring people to help us. And I think it started when people I was being mentored by were telling me to do things. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to do that. And so I think there's some things of like, knowing where your intuition is speaking and knowing kind of your boundaries of your personal preferences and whatnot, but then also being able to say, well, maybe they're right. And so anytime you feel that friction and that I mentioned cognitive dissonance earlier, when you feel that cognitive dissonance of like, I don't agree with that, but they're like preaching it. If we're talking just strictly business strategy and you're like, it's never worked for me, but it works for them. Maybe you're not doing it right. Or maybe you should try it one more time. Maybe you should tweak your copy. Or maybe it really, it doesn't work for you because you hate doing selfie videos and you're never going to be able to convey your message through that. So maybe there's something else that you can do to make reels that will work for you because they're, they're preaching doing reels And you're just like, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to lip sync, whatever it is. But maybe there's some other things you can do to still make reels work for your business algorithm. So I think there's always, I'm a huge believer in like, not in the all or nothing mentality, slowing us down. Mm -hmm. So like, if you think that they're wrong and you're right, then that is going to slow you down. But if you have that belief and you're willing to work through the discomfort, I think that's where you're going to find the magic in between. And realize like, oh, there's some truth to what they're saying. And there's still truth to what I believe. But maybe there's a different alternative I didn't see before. So there's a lot of different ways to approach disagreeing with someone. And it depends on what you're talking about. But I would always just encourage someone to like, if you feel that friction, to slow down and just like, why? Why do you have friction there? Why do you have that cognitive dissonance? Really look at it and be curious about it rather than judgmental. Yeah, that's, that's such a good word, not being judgmental, but Mm -hmm. getting curious about it. Because when you do come up with something with resistance like that, and especially if it's like a more powerful resistance, like a heck no, I Mm -hmm. am not doing that. Yeah, that's a great point to pause and be like, okay, but can I see this from a different angle? Can I be creative with the way that I apply 
this, this, mm-hmm. or this, or do I just take a little bit of this information and leave the rest kind yeah. of thing? So do you feel like that's something that kind of takes practice and takes time to be able to pause in those moments and like reflect and make decisions? Or do you feel like it just takes the decision to be like, okay, I'm going to start doing this? Both. I think some of it is practice and some of it is like practice deciding and some of it is just practice sitting in the discomfort because it really, again, we're never going to be perfect the first time. And like you said, sometimes we're going to feel a lot more intense, like, you know, that revolting feeling of like, absolutely not, like never doing that. Or I totally disagree. And so if you feel like you, to anyone who's listening, if you feel like you want to approach these people or maybe strategies that you disagree with, start with the less intense disagreeing one for you. Just start baby steps, right? If you go to the most extreme, then it's the hardest. So just start with like, where could I start and unraveling what's there right now? And if we're not talking business strategy, life choices, maybe you don't understand why someone's made a decision that they do, but maybe see if you can sit back and look at their life from their perspective and say, can I see why they would choose to do X, Y, and Z? And see if you can put yourself in that situation to where you can understand their point of view, or better yet, this is the best, just ask them. Mm -hmm. You know, you can ask a business coach, well, why do you think I should do that? I have a lot of resistance towards doing reels every day. Why do you think that's helpful for me? Have them explain it to you or ask your brother, why did you make that life choice? I, j- I just don't get it. Can you explain it to me? I don't want to be mm-hmm. judgmental towards you, but I really do want to understand. And so it can be the same if we're talking business strategy or personal relationships. If you can ask a question and hold space for getting an answer from them, you're going to learn a lot about yourself and them. Yeah. That's so important to just ask. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's hard though. And it's, listen. Yes, and being open <laughs> to hearing the answer. Yeah. And it seems so simple, but it is quite mm-hmm. difficult to open yourself up to be to receive that answer sometimes mm-hmm. and being willing to ask. Yeah. And that but that can clear up so many miscommunications, so many mm-hmm. assumptions, so many just different things if you just go ahead and ask yeah and I'll give an example because sometimes I think examples are helpful just this a few weeks ago I was with some childhood friends I don't live close to them but one of my friends recently adopted a baby and I I just asked her I really am curious about the adoption process do you care if I ask questions and she was she was like you can ask me anything you want she was so open But like initially starting that conversation, I asked her like, do you have an open or a closed adoption? Because I know she knows the parents. And so like, you know, I was just curious and she was so willing to just tell me. But I think with any part of our lives, with all the relationships, we can just say, this might be uncomfortable or it's okay if you don't want to talk about it, but I'm curious. Can you tell me about your adoption process? Can you tell me about your marketing strategies? Can you tell me about... um?" what you're planning for your next vacation, whatever it is. I think if you just start by asking the question, it allows people to know that you're interested as well. 
Yeah, and a lot of people want to talk about those things. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to talk about themselves, too. So if you're asking them about something they've done or a choice they've made or their strategy or, like, why you should do something that they've put out into the world, they Mm -hmm. want to talk to you about those things. And the same thing goes for asking for help Mm -hmm. because in most aspects of our lives, it's hard to ask for help and support. But... Mm -hmm. You you will be pleasantly surprised by the amount of people who do want to help and support you mm-hmm. when you are up for accepting that help. Yep. I so, completely agree. <laughs> so when you so like what's the best business advice that you've gotten so far in your business? That's a great question. I honestly would say show up for yourself. That is a big one. Make a plan and then do, like, make a plan to do something and then do what you said you were going to do. And that was kind of like my mantra all last year. And the way I started showing up for myself, I started planning realistically. I started thinking about myself in advance and I really started showing up for myself. And every time I did, I was just like, this is amazing. Like, this is why businesses grow. It's not because people are buying. It's because the owner, the entrepreneur is doing something. They are showing up for themselves. And I was like, this is so cool to see how I am building this, the trust and love with myself just because I'm showing up for myself. Yeah. I was just going to say, those are the steps that you take to build confidence in yourself Mm -hmm. too. To build that trust with you that you know, hey, I can show up for myself. I can do the hard things. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be all the things in the world. Yeah. Just do two or three things at the beginning and you're like every box you check, you're putting in a vote for that person that you are becoming and you're putting that into something that you want to create and the the business you want to create and the person you want to be. And I just love everything about that. So I think we learn just as much from the good or from the bad advice as we do from the good. So what is the worst business advice you've gotten? All sorts of stuff. (laughs) And, (laughs) um, I think the worst advice, hmm, that's a great question. I try not to listen to that anymore because it's just like, <laughs> no, but I don't want to, I don't even want to subscribe to that. The worst advice that I've received as a business owner probably is that, and maybe this isn't advice, but that building a business with a toddler is impossible and just or that it's going to be extra hard. And I've had lots of people be like, you're crazy. That's not a great idea. You shouldn't be doing that. And I don't know that any of that's advice, but just things that people have said that I feel like have been the most like, well, I'm going to show you, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I don't know that that counts, but that's what came to mind. (laughs) Well, I think that definitely counts because there are going to be a lot of people who are going to say, oh, that's going to be too hard or that's impossible. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can choose how hard it's going to be. You can choose how impossible it is, or you can choose 
for things to be easy and make it work with your life. I yeah. have a one and a half year old. Yeah. <laughs> like I love my life. Yeah. But me some too. people, yeah, some people choose to not see it that way. Some people choose to live their lives in a different way and they mm -hmm. sometimes like to project it onto other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a really good thing to realize when you're starting a business or you're in the beginning years of business, there will be plenty of people who try and tell you things aren't possible for you or things are going to be really hard mm -hmm. and you can leave that yeah. just like Aaron did. You can <laughs> choose to say, okay, and move on mm -hmm. and if you're a little bit like me, you'll be like, oh, I'm going to prove you wrong. So yep. watch me do, watch me dig my heels in and go double time on this. Yeah. <laughs> but that is something important. I mean, there are always going to be people who doubt you. And I think mm -hmm. that's another thing. Like when you start to show up for yourself, those voices, those people they start to get quieter because mm -hmm. your confidence is getting louder. So you yeah. can move forward more easily for yourself and your business and all of those different types of things. Yeah. So what would be like the best advice you would have for a new entrepreneur to move forward faster in their business? This was another piece of advice. And I don't love the word consistent because I think it automatically comes with the, I have to do it perfect every time. Mm -hmm. But I was really encouraged by multiple of my business coaches and mentors was to be consistent and pick something that I could be consistent at. And so, and it encourages you to show up. So every single Tuesday for the last two and a half years, I've written like a weekly email and that has been so cool to be like, holy crap, for two and a half years, I've done it every Tuesday. And sometimes I do them in advance, right? Great. Like so grateful for automations, <laughs> but to look back and say, holy smokes, that's so cool. Or so picking whatever that is, just pick one thing that you're like, I want to be consistent at this. And yeah, for anyone that's just starting out, starting out, I would recommend like with one email a week or one podcast every other week, or maybe you're posting on social media twice a week, but you're not living on social media and really creating the boundaries and restraint for yourself, but also maintaining the consistency to show up for yourself, even when you don't want to, because just the one thing a week might be at the beginning, it was a lot for me. And now it's just like, oh yeah, it's just something I do. But the weekly email was like where I started and now it's just part of my routine. Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that's like not only building that trust with yourself, but it's like the beginning of creating systems in your business mm -hmm. because so often we want to start and we want to do all the things we want to do, the social media marketing, the email marketing, the, the personal outreach, you know, we want to mm -hmm. do all the things all at once and we go really hard and then a lot of them burn out. Yeah. And you're going to get so much further if you pick that one thing. Mm -hmm. And you pick something that's reasonable and allow yourself to like build that muscle. You're not mm -hmm. going to go into the gym and lift 50 pounds. Yeah. You're going to have to go in there, start with tens and then work your way up. And then it'll seem like something totally normal to you. And then you can build things 
on top of that. So I think that's such good advice. Picking one thing and really being consistent with it, showing yourself that you can do it and then build on it. And then it only gets better from there. Yeah. And with that, I'll just say for anyone, if you haven't done anything yet, pick the thing that sounds the funnest to you. I think I chose writing an email because it sounds it sounded simple and it sounded fun to me. But I was like, I know I want to do a podcast, but I that just sounds like way too much commitment. And I added a podcast later, but just pick the thing that seems the simplest and the fun will create some of that momentum that you want to get going. Yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. Thank you so much for everything you shared today, Erin. Can you tell us where people can find you to connect with you and potentially work with you? Yeah. So you can jump on over to my podcast. It's called Time For You with Erin Woodruff, or you can find me on all the social media platforms at Erin Woodruff Coaching. Awesome. And we will have all of her links in the description below. So go ahead, click those links and connect with Erin. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much.